to another episode of Positive Sum. Uh, this is a continuation of the Valero case study. In the last episode, I talked about how uh, social capital is an important part of this framework I'm developing. And it is. But it isn't the only part. I've been thinking about it. And now that I have some understanding, a better understanding of things, um, I'm now beginning to realize that positive sum, zero sum, and negative sum are really just the summations of traditional forms of capital, such as human capital, physical capital, natural capital, with more, I guess, contemporary forms of capital, um, more controversial forms of capital, uh, such as social capital and cultural capital. And positive sum, zero sum, and negative sum really um, looks at how these different forms of, forms of capital perform over time. The difference between positive sum, negative sum, and zero sum lies with how interactions and exchanges between the environmental, social, and business stakeholders uh, is defined by the relationship each has with each. If the relationship is fairly transactional, then it is zero-sum. If it is exploitative, then I consider it negative-sum. If it is generating value for both sides in a way that is sustainable and good, I guess, um, then it's positive sum. To produce this capital, there is an inherent relationship between um, people and their environment, of course. Um, value, economic value, um, whether it's in the form of these different types of capital, uh, occurs through some sort of process. It requires work by, pe by people to turn raw resources into something that we can find valuable. And I find that impact investing involves looking at these different forms of capital when making investment decisions. There will be limitations to the quantitative data we produce to analyze the value of a company's capital. But qualitative, uh, qual but qualitative data formed through debate about intangible phenomena, it should fill the gaps. Quantitative models may help provide an accurate anchor from which we can deviate with a certain amount of certainty uh, in order to best understand how to... Um, act upon the unknown unknowns, the things that cannot be quanti uh, quantitatively um, identified within our models. It may seem counterintuitive that how we can understand the unknown unknowns with, with a certain amount of certainty um, because those unknown unknowns are by definition uncertain. But it really comes back to the, the 
purpose of social capital. And through uh, a conversation, through a debate um, with one another, in addition to the, the math provided by our models, can help uh, make our understanding of um, the state of affairs more accurate rather than precise. So traditionally, uh, value investing involves the idea that um, you have the market price and you have the intrinsic value and that uh, the difference between the two indicates the type of opportunity. And so if um, you think the intrinsic value is higher than the market price, then that's an opportunity to buy, and vice versa, it's an opportunity to sell. And so when it comes to impact investing using um, uh, traditional methods, I guess this is like ESG integration, um, this approach would ultimately, um, instead of just looking at the financial um, the financials of the company, um, for Valero, for instance, to find the intrinsic value, um, this would involve uh, other, other aspects, right? So the return on physical capital would be very traditional. The return on natural capital would be very traditional. Uh, the return on human capital would be very traditional. And those are all valid. But I'm also looking at the return on social capital, the return on um, phys uh, not physical, but cultural capital. And then on top of that, um, I'm, I'm looking at uh, the return on natural capital and how it's turned into physical capital and how it how how we use human capital in a in an equitable way um in a just way so for instance uh this involves viewing natural capital from a uh, ecocentric perspective rather than just anthropocentric uh, perspective and then I want to uh, view uh, social capital in terms of um, how, how, how equitable the relationships are. Is one, is one group um, or one person in the network really benefiting from others? Is the network itself uh, sustainable? And then from a cultural standpoint, cultural capital standpoint, um, all the things that, that the culture values, what enables it um, to accomplish its goals? Is it able to accomplish its goals simply because it's extracting from other groups of people? So to support my thinking in all this, um, I found a resource. I found a resource. Um, an HBR article from 2019 about the Rise Fund and the Bridge Span Group 
who have jointly developed what they call the impact multiple of money, um, which demonstrates the value of putting impact underwriting on the same footing as financial underwriting. Um, in this article, they explain their six-step process for calculating it. Um, first, they assess the relevance and scale of a potential product, service, or project. And so that's, that's interesting. Um, they identify target social or environmental outcomes. They estimate the economic value of those outcomes to society. They adjust for risks. They estimate the terminal value of those projects, and they calculate the social return on every dollar spent. Um, and so they also advocate that investors should use social science reports to estimate a company's impact potential. Now, in terms of Valero, um, I view Valero fairly um, pragmatically. Um, they have three business segments. They um, have been performing relatively well of late after 2020, where they kind of had a, a bad year, like probably a lot of oil and gas companies. Um, but essentially, uh, the oil and gas industry can be fairly extractive and and more more specifically um, they're they're blocking um, creative destruction by preventing or being slow at accelerating uh, the climate transition um, trying to maximize their profits before they become irrelevant. Now, the problem is that while they do that, the climate is changing, the climate is causing problems, and economic value is being destroyed for a lot of people. And, and by definition, that, that, is like, that is an extractive economic institution because they are... Um, in this novel way, um, siphoning more money for themselves at the expense of a broad cross-section of society. Uh, on the other hand, Valero um, seems to be headed in a better direction than the oil and gas industry on average, which isn't a big an impressive feat, but it is a positive sign nonetheless. Uh, Valero is investing um, heavily in renewable diesel. They have invested in ethanol. Um, these sources of energy seem to be more of a medium-term solution rather than a long-term solution. Um, a long-term solution would involve more... Um, uh, more solar power, more wind power, um, things that don't produce much, if at all, any uh, carbon emissions. So that's good, um, but we shall see. I'm going to be uh, 
digging into this uh, impact multiplier of money and see what I can make of Valero by combining this, uh, this uh, I guess, framework and, and relating it to positive sum. Thanks for listening, and I appreciate your time. This was a long one. Uh, thought so, because I kind of missed last week. So um, I appreciate your time, and see you again soon.